Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and I've got my co-host, Micah Current, with me. Micah, how you doing today, bud? Can't complain. Um, new year, man. New start. Um, we're just trucking along, doing doing what we love with this Nerd Talk stuff every week. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, today's episode is actually going to be dropping uh, right at the uh, Valentine's Day time frame, and mm-hmm. so no better topic than to talk about things we love like video games we're going to talk about some video games today uh the, we're the sorry scott we're... <laughs> we love you <laughs> so the thought process behind of what we're going at today is uh side scrollers versus open world games and so i think we need to start by just talking about what side scrollers are uh i feel like that would help people who may not understand what what video gaming culture looks like And so side-scrollers are games that go from left to right. So old-school Mario, Sonic the Hedgehog, things like that, where your screen is going to be flat, and you're just working through each level from the left side to the right side or the right side to the left side. Um, They're just side-scrolling. So uh, it's just continually working through that. And then an open-world game is like what most games are today, where there's a giant map, and you can do a full 360 uh, and you can see 3D builds. You can walk in like Call of Duty, uh, the new Pokemon games. Fortnite. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. Fortnite, absolutely. And so there's a lot of things that you can build off of with that. And so open worlds are kind of the the big thing right now. And so I just want to talk about our side-scrolling versus open world. What are your thoughts? Uh, what are your, some of your favorite games in both of those arenas? And let's just kind of talk about just video games as a whole. Yeah, Um What's cool about this conversation is that you and I are about a decade apart in age and what I grew up with, maybe not be what you grew up with, or you might've played stuff that I played kind of like on the tail end of when I played it versus, you know, and there are some games now that we play that are the same game and we're grown adults. So, um, yes, man, I don't even know where to start. I, you know, I grew, you know, I was born in the eighties and, uh, played video games, probably from you know age five to present. I mean, there were a couple of hiatuses in there where I didn't play video games, but I remember my very first console, which um, I think I shared this on one of our Christmas episodes a couple of years ago, but my uncles, um, one year my parents were pretty hard off on money and or hard up for money. And my uncles heard about it, heard that we wanted a Super Nintendo. And so they went in on it together and they bought us our very first console, which was a Super Nintendo with... Um, I think it was Super Mario All-Stars with Super Mario World, and it was all in one cartridge. And so I think it's a good way, a good place to start with the whole side-to-side conversation because Mario, you know, and the 8-bit, which for those who don't know, 8-bit cartridges, you know, or the NES, Nintendo, uh, and then the 16-bit cartridges are the Super Nintendo. And so, like, if anything defined side-to-side games, it was probably Mario, right? And so... Um, I just remember getting, you know, even as a young kid playing Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo, the regular Nintendo, and just being blown away and mesmerized by that game. And um, when I got the Super Nintendo and Super Mario World and Super Mario 1, Super Mario 2, Super Mario 3, Super Mario The Lost Levels, you know, all five of those games on one cartridge, you couldn't beat that as like a seven-year-old. Like, yeah. um and I still play and I still very much beat Super Mario World 
probably every couple of weeks to this day because I just love that game so much. Um, I think the map was cool. I think the concept was cool. I know all the secrets. Like it, it's just a very um, definitive moment in my childhood and, and in my gaming experience. And um, I could talk about Mario all day. I have some friends, you know, outside of nerd talk and outside of you know our circles, Jordan, but like who are very much on the TikTok video game bandwagon kind oh, yeah. of cir- circuit and the the rise of of Kaizo Mario. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I think I've sent you some stuff. But they're, it's just this idea that they take different versions of Super Mario, whether it's Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario 3, the game, and then they build these insane levels using that same game, but basically just morph it into something new and something hard. And so um, this last year, I think at the end of 2023, I think it was in November, um, Grand Pooh World 3 was like the latest version of a of a Super Mario World ROM hack, Kaizo Mario, and it's a side-to-side game, but it's incredibly difficult. And you've got all these guys on TikTok playing this game and they spend hours, I'm talking hours on these games. And, you know, you talk about how well the graphics are and let's just say Spider-Man 2 on PS5 or, you know, Madden, you know, 23 or whatever it is, uh, 24, whatever you were on now. And you compare the two, and like you've got grown adults who grew up with Super Mario World and Super Mario Brothers who are still playing side to side games, and I play them. I've been recently, I've been getting into the Kaizo games and playing them on my PC just because mm-hmm. it brings back that sense of nostalgia. It, I don't have to play the Super Mario World game, but it's like I'm playing the Super Mario World game and it's like a puzzle. And you know, they make them for, for beginners and for those who, who can play the very, very hard ones as well. Like, there's all different levels of difficulty. Um, but yeah, and then as far as like, what was the other, it's not side to side, but what was the other, what was it, world? Open world. Open world, thanks. Um, when the Nintendo 64 came out, did you have a 64 or was your first console like the PlayStation or PS2 or something like that? I was a PS2, was my first uh, game system. Uh, well, I had a Game Boy Color. Okay. For me, like the open world, the first introduction to open world was probably the Nintendo 64. And I think the 64 came out like 96, 97. And for the first time you see like Super Mario Brothers 64 and Mario Kart 64 and um, GoldenEye 007. And oh, you yeah. know, all, like all of these different games, but it, like for the first time was in 3D and it was open as you're talking about open world, open level um, kind of uh gameplay and then i got like a i mean i think i i had the nintendo i had the super nintendo i had a nintendo 64 i got a playstation one playstation one was when it was really more of the open world for me than side to side it was more you know i guess stepping into that world versus the side to side and then playstation 2 was just pretty much from the get go. Um, and I kind of took a break from gaming after that. And then, you know, after I got into college, once I graduated college, I bought a Xbox 360 and then my, one day it just stopped updating. So I went and bought an Xbox one and then, um, I found a vintage site online and I ended up buying a PlayStation two last year and a bunch of games that I grew up with, including one of your favorites, Jordan, which one? Star Wars Battlefront two. Yep. 
that's classic. Yeah, it's an amazing game. So I got that, and then, um, you know, Jordan, you're such a bad influence on me, but you were like, you got to buy a Switch. So I bought a Nintendo Switch, so I was able to, you know, Ugh. you know, download the catalogs, you know, for NES, Super NES. They had the Sega, they had the Nintendo 64 catalogs um, for 100 bucks a year. Can't beat it, right? So, like, I have such a broad experience with games. Um, and I know, Jordan, yours is completely different from me. Um, so talk about, I mean, did you play any side-to-side games or have you played side-to-side yeah. games? Or? So uh, I grew up playing a lot of Mario on my Game Boy. Uh, I had a Game which, Boy Color back Which one? The, I played which, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Um, I never actually beat it because I was like five or six when I got my Game Boy Color. Um, my parents <laughs> bought it for long road trips, especially when we would go to Kansas. Uh, it was like a 16-hour car ride. It shut us up real quick. Um, so, uh, I remember there was no backlighting on the, on the game system. Oh, he's showing me the, my favorite game of all time. Oh, it's such a classic. Star Wars Battlefront uh, Star Wars, 2. Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 2. Not the, not the PS4 version. The PS2 was, there's just something about that game. Probably the for Xbox, Conquest. the first Xbox 2. I think, I it, think was so. it ran parallel with the PS2. Yeah, I think it ran parallel. Um, so... Uh, having it on the PlayStation or not PlayStation, uh, the Game Boy Color, we played a lot of that Mario. That was one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I beat so much of it, I didn't beat all of it. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun going down that that rabbit trail and uh, just being in that that world. I absolutely loved it. Uh, other side scrollers played a lot of Sonic. Uh, growing up and Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers is is one of my favorites. Not a full side scroller. It's more the the Street Fighter, like just the the back and forth style. Um, but side scrollers was like Sonic and uh, Mortal Kombat, and Mario. Others. Like the yeah sorry, things like that. Games. Yeah, yeah. I played a lot of those um, where it's it's not your full open world, but it's more just a, a side to side kind of thing. Um, Smash Brothers, Injustice, Injustice Two, Gods Among Us. The, those were great. Um, yeah, I just those were kind of the the, the big side scrollers. Uh, I played a lot of open world from Fortnite to Call of Duty to uh, DC Universe Online. Um, played that one for a long time. Pokemon is a big open world one that I play right now. Uh, never the, got into World of Warcraft, but Pokemon was was a big one for me. The two big things when I was in college, and uh, as I said earlier, I'm a little bit older than you. The big, um, I think it was Call of Duty two. And the whole like zombie thing. Um, oh yeah, when they introduced zombies. Oh, that was yeah, a big, big one. That, that was a big thing. And then World of Warcraft. Like there were guys that didn't leave their rooms for days. They would go yep. to class. They would get back from class. They would do their homework, and they would literally just stay up all night eating Pringles, Pop Tarts, and, and and sipping on Mountain Dew, and just play uh, World of Warcraft all night, every day. It, and then like, it's and then on the weekends they would following. just. Yeah, and then on the weekends they would just never leave their rooms. <laughs> I could never get into it. I've never. I don't think I even played that game once. But I, I, I've seen it. So, um, yeah, it's one my brother loved to play was RuneScape. Um, that was a big one back in the early two thousands. Uh, but yeah, I just you know those were games that I absolutely loved to play. Uh, Pokemon recently went from 
not a side scroller. I mean, it was, it was very much uh, the up and down left and right. Like it was, it was attempting the open world, but then they really got into the open world concept in this newest game where the whole map uh, they, they did it. This in uh, the new Paldea games, which is Scarlet and Violet. The idea behind it is <clears throat> we gave you the open world. You figure out your story. Like mm-hmm. we have elements that you can follow. You don't have to. You could reach level 100 Pokemon and never have a single gym badge. Is it going to be super hard to get there? Yeah, but you can do it. And if you don't want to play the game that we've given you, if you want to play your own version of our game, go for it. And so like going through that and unlocking things like you have to do certain certain tasks and whatnot, but you don't have to follow the gym badge method. You can go through something different. And I, I love the idea of an open world concept because – then it, it gets to the idea of, hey, what are we doing? Do I need to follow this task? Do I not need to follow this task? Can I can I play how I want? Or do I need to play what you've given me? Yeah. So let's let's do this real quick. Um let's go go system by system and name your okay. favorite game from favorite game from that system. It doesn't have to be one or the other, it could be side scroll or not. Um do you want to go generation? Because I know that like Xbox and the PlayStation, I mean, I, PlayStation Two, like that era. Like I didn't play Xbox. I played enough. Okay, um, but like you know, I could. Do you have a like a memory of playing the NES? Did you ever play the NES? I is that the one with Duck Hunt Dog? Yes, Duck Hunt, and so like the the NES was the first Nintendo console, and it came out in the eighties. And there was a cartridge that had Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt like on the same cartridge. Okay. And so, and so, so there was someone that we would go to their house. They went to, to the church we lived at, uh, or the church we went to growing up. You lived at a church? Formative years. No, no, no. Didn't, didn't serve at a church that we lived in. Uh, there was a church in Eaton, Ohio. Um, and the Williams would invite us over every year for their new year's family get together. And they had a NES. And so I remember playing super Mario brothers three i think that was the one that was on it and the one with the squirrel suit and then uh i remember playing some duck hunt on it and that's what i remember from that system so i would you know i've been a huge fan of super mario brothers my whole life a big mario guy um loved playing that there's like this whole like thing on youtube i don't know if you follow it or not but it's like there's this these guys that play games that you play now, Jordan, you know, open world, they're crazy gamers, like crazy good gamers, but there's this whole competition online to get the world record to beat super Mario brothers. And it's like at four minutes and 59 seconds or something like that is the Holy world record man. to beat that game. And, and I've tried to beat it and the closest I've got is like eight minutes. Um, and so, so anyway, I love that game, but another game that I really liked for the NES console was Contra. Um, okay. So Contra, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's just like a guy, a, a um, army game. You're a military guy, and you just shoot everything that's in your way, and then you kill the bad guy at the end of every level. It's a side scroller, very much like that. But the the reason I think that um, it has such a like a memory and it's like embedded in my brain is that there was this this cheat code, and it was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, select, start, and if if people want to fact check me on that, go for it. Cause I'm 
pretty sure that's what it is. Anyway, it's it gave you unlimited ammunition for the whole game. So you could basically go in and just beat the entire game in like 15 minutes because you had unlimited ammo. And so um, <laughs> it was just really cool for the time that it came out. And like, if you look now online, that game, that cartridge, if you have, if you're still fortunate enough to have an NES, like that game is super expensive. I think it's like 50 or $60 because it's one of the more popular games that was of that generation. Um, wow. What about this? What about the Super Nintendo? Did you play any of that or? I don't remember playing that one. Super Mario World was my jam, still is. Um, very much enjoyed Donkey Kong Country. Very much enjoyed. Um, there was another game, and uh, Scott and I were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. But I think it's like it's called the Paperboy, and like oh yeah, Paperboy. You're riding your bike and you're throwing papers into the paper route, and you're trying not to get eaten by a dog. You're trying not to fall in a pothole. You're trying not to crash into a trash can. As a kid, that game was super challenging for me. I played a lot of Sega. Um, the thing that kind of amazed me about Sega was the different consoles that they had in the 90s. Because you had the Sega Genesis, the Sega Saturn, the Sega Genie, the Sega... Oh, yeah. Um, there was a Sega CD console. Um, there were so many different consoles. And then they kind of just went by the wayside. <laughs> they just kind of disappeared and vanished. Um, did you say you played much of the 64? Or you don't remember that one? Uh, I don't remember that one. Um, I love Sega. I, go ahead. We were playing a Sega. Um, I think we played Sega Genesis over at uh, my buddy Ryan's house. Uh, he was, I mean, he's probably eight, 16 to 20 years older than I am. And I just remember uh, going over, his parents would babysit us. And uh, my buddy Ryan, we'd go play on his, his uh, Sega Genesis and we'd go play Sonic. And that was just, oh my gosh, we loved playing Sonic the Hedgehog. That I remember playing that and Mario. Those are like two of the earliest game memories I had. And oh yeah, um, I just love the music in those games. Those the music in those games are awesome. Um, I also remember playing a lot of Mortal Kombat um, okay. on Sega, um, but they kind of went parallel with the Super NES, right? You had Mortal Kombat one, yep. two, three. I think those are the original three games that were on both of those consoles, and then you know you get into. Um, the 64 generation, which really introduced the open map concept with the 3D uh, concept more. Um, as far as the 64 is concerned, I play a lot of play a lot of Mario 64. Mario Kart 64 was awesome. Such a cool game. And then GoldenEye 007 was just so cool for its time. Like I remember that was one of the first games. I think before Halo that I played where you could actually have four players and you split the TV into four different screens and you could actually oh, yeah. see somebody on your screen and you could shoot them and kill them. Right. Like that was just mind blowing to me as a, as a young, I guess you want to call me a pre-teenager. Cause that was like right before like 97, 98, something like that. I was like 10 or 11. And it was like, wow, this is so cool. Um, and <laughs> Jordan, you talked about the projectors that you have in your house and, uh, you know, TVs these days are flat screen and they're big and they're, they're, you know, I think I have two, two fifty inch TVs in my house and one sixty inch TV in my house. <laughs> and so like, and I have a second monitor right now on this computer that's 32 inches. Like, so like huge. Um, just imagine playing on that kind of a TV in the nineties where you have four little screens and you're trying to kill each other on gold <laughs> seven on the Nintendo 64. Um, the PlayStation was a really cool, um, 
really cool uh, console, and I remember getting that when I was a kid. Um, oh man, playing Spyro on the, yes, yeah, Spyro on the, the Dragon, Crash Bandicoot. Oh my gosh, Crash Bandicoot! Oh, Crash Bandicoot! You remember Metal Gear Solid, the first one? Uh huh. That game was really yep. really good. You're now hitting my era of gaming where where I really got in. Oh my gosh, Tony were, Hawk's Pro awesome. Skater One and Two. Oh, dude, we played Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two a ton. Do you oh remember the gosh. Do you remember the demo discs that you could get? <laughs> do you, like do you remember the old play or the old PC discs you could get in cereal boxes? Yes. Well, <laughs> for those that don't know, because now you can pretty much just buy anything you want on digital. Um, PlayStation. If you had a subscription to like PlayStation Magazine or GameStop Magazine or whatever magazine the video games back then they would send you these things called demo discs and it would have like seven or eight preloaded games on one disc. Gosh, I forgot about these. But you could only like, for example, if you wanted to play Tony Hawk, you would only get to do like a free skate for Tony Hawk for two minutes. And that was it. Like it was very limited. You could, you basically got to try the game before you bought it. And so my, I remember my brother and I would have sleepovers with friends and they would come over to the house and we do, we'd have a demo disc and we were all like fighting over the two minutes that we would get to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater because we didn't have enough money back then to buy the actual to buy the game. actual game. And so there was another one that was like a I think it was like Matt Hoffman's BMX game. It's kind of the same concept, but with a bike instead of a skateboard. Um, yeah, I, I just remember the PlayStation being so iconic for its time, especially with like the map conversation you're talking about, the open map conversation. Um, Metal Gear Solid. Um, there was another game that I really enjoyed called, I, you know, Scott and I are both wrestling fans. There was a game called WCW versus the world and it was a wrestling game and it just had so many different characters in it for, for its time. There were just so many different um, wrestlers and things that you could choose from because they're different wrestlers from all over the world. Um, and it was just very innovative, but then oh, we're getting into my favorite console. I think of all time, the PlayStation two. Oh, the greatest and like oh my i was i was a ps2 guy i was i played xbox but i was truly a ps2 fan um and like i said earlier last year i went on this site and you need to do it jordan uh buy a ps2 and buy some of those vintage games that you played and they even make them now where they have like a you know an hdmi conversion where you don't have to have the special cores or whatever um mm. so that you can just plug it into your tv or projector or whatever and and play some of these vintage games. Talk to me about your PS2 experience. Cause I could talk all day about it. So PlayStation two was the first game system that I got when I was like the first home system, not like a, like a portable game boy DS, things like that. Uh, I had a blast playing games like SSX tricky, uh, which was a snowboarding game. I don't know if you ever played that one or not. That was a blast. We loved that one. What was uh, it? SSX tricky. You said it was snowboarding? Yeah. There was another one called, like, it's like Cool Borders or something like that. Yeah, I think that was, like, the rival game or whatever. They they pushed out a couple of them. But SSX Tricky was a blast. Then we got SSX 3. I don't remember them ever pushing out a second one, which was weird because it's like it went from Tricky to 3. Unless Tricky was the second one. Um, And they did one on the PlayStation. Give me an idea when that game came out. Uh, We got our PlayStation... We got our PlayStation 2 Christmas of 2003. 
the first SXX tricky game out in 2001. <laughs> so yeah. 23 years ago. 20. Yeah. Crazy. Um, had a blast playing that. Uh, we played Madden. We played. Uh, so who was better at Madden, you or your brother? Oh, me. I crushed him. Did he get mad? Oh, he didn't really care about football, so it wasn't like a big deal, which is really funny now because he loves watching football and I don't care. Um, but yeah, I no, would he's, beat my brother so bad that he wouldn't play me. Yeah, I've done, I've done that. Uh, yeah. So we had that. Um, okay, what else? What else did we do? We did. We had a ton of fun growing up. We had a ton of different ones that we played. The Grand Theft Auto games were iconic for the PS2. So I didn't ever play those. Mom and dad okay. were very much against those. Uh, okay. I, I have I have uh, GTA Five on my PlayStation Four, um, mostly just because I love just getting my my rating up and then fleeing the cops. Like I just love cop chases, um, or like going onto the military base. Like that's the extent. Like I'll probably get uh, the GTA Six or whatever when that comes out if I get a PlayStation Five. But I don't know that I'm getting a PlayStation Five. <laughs> Well, that I saw. Did you see the trailer for that game? Yeah, uh, it looks good. Yeah, um, I just remember um, being in high school and GTA Three was really, really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, of the GTA Three, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas, my favorite is GTA Three, which is funny because it's the oldest of those three, um, and. I actually just bought on my Switch. They have like the definitive collection, which they re-released those three games maybe two years ago, and yeah. they they remastered them. And so I have them on my Switch now, which I've been going through and playing GTA Three, which is really cool. Um, it, not very friendly for kids. I mean, obviously you're mm, you're working, for, yeah. You're work you're working for the mob. You're shooting and killing people. They're first person shooter games. Like it, it's just yeah, it's very violent and. Uh, graphic. <laughs> Couldn't let my kids play that. I'm sure that you wouldn't let all of them play that at four years old. Um, like, it's just they were just revolutionary at the time. You talk about like the whole world, open world concept. For 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 early 2000s, those games were really really cool. In respect to like driving <laughs> around, going into buildings, communicating with people through a video game. Yeah, it was very weapons. revolutionary. Yes. So, and I also remember playing a lot of the Madden games. My my good friend Jeremy Harding, um, dear friend of ours, when we were we were at a church in Northeast Ohio. Jeremy would come over on the weekends, right? And he would stay Saturday night, Sunday night, and go home Monday. And we would literally not sleep the whole weekend because we were playing GTA. We played, no, 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 no. We played a lot of Madden, a lot of pro wrestling oh, okay. games. Uh, we did some NASCAR games as well. There was a couple of games where, we're like, he bought one of those really cool. At the time, it was you know revolutionary. You plugged in the thing into your PlayStation Two, and you could have up to four players or six players or something all at the same time. And so, you know, my brother and I and and, and Jeremy could all play at the same time, and we play Madden, and we do two on one or two on. Or, you know, we just take turns, like, being on each other's teams. And I just remember I love playing Madden. I just – there were – and there was a couple of basketball games and baseball games, too, as well, that I liked. Um, like I said earlier, I didn't play much Xbox. But then when I graduated college and I was um, in my mid to late 20s, I bought an Xbox 360. 
and a bunch of games. I didn't play it much. I more so got it because I was able to get like Netflix and stuff and stream on my Xbox because I didn't have any other device to stream at the time. Um, yeah. There were some games I played. I played some Call of Duty. I think I bought Grand Theft Auto 4. Um, but I didn't play much Xbox 360. And then, like I said, a couple of years back, I went to update, <laughs> went to update my 360 and it just died. And like it was, it would fire up, but it wouldn't update. And so I took it to the GameStop and they gave me, you know, credit for it. And so I put that and some money down on a, on an Xbox one. Honestly, I play my switch more than I play my Xbox one. I told you the other day, I, I fired my Xbox up for the first time in over a year and there was all these updates and I, I, I play, I've been playing it a little bit over the last week, but I don't play it nearly as much as my switch. Well, and it's so funny because in, in our youth, we played Mario, we played all those games. And then in our young adult teenage years, things like that, we were all about shooter games and GTA things, things of that and... kind of. Yeah, yeah. And now as as older adults, not old adults, but just older than what we were, um, we come back to, hey, we want to play Nintendo Switch again. <laughs> like, like that's the system. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I've even played my my PlayStation in the past year. Like, you have a PS4, I played it. A, you said, yeah. I've yep. not. I've never played a PS4. PS4s were were a fun console. Uh, I like it more than I like my PS3, but I I loved my backwards compatibility that I had on the PS3. They had only so many that they made with backwards compatibility, and I had one of them. And I I'm kicking myself to this day for selling it because I moved over to Xbox 360 for a little bit, and I'm like, mm, nope. I wish I would have kept that. Now, is there a lot of difference between the PS4 and PS5? Because I, I, Alicia, the other day, for whatever reason, I don't know what we were talking about, but like Alicia was like, do you want a PS5? And I was like, I mean, I have a Switch. I have an Xbox. I have a PlayStation 2. I have my PC where I play my Kaizo Mario ROM hacks. Like, I have enough game systems. Is there is there any substantial difference other than it's stupid expensive? And also, Nintendo is supposedly releasing a new console this year. Uh, I don't think there's that much of a difference, to be honest. I, like, I mean, the higher quality of of imaging, but I don't think there's really that much of a difference. So, would you? I don't. I the, here, here's really what it comes down to. If I really, really want the new uh, GTA, I might, but I really doubt that I want it that bad to spend. $500 on a new system, but there's also Spider-Man too, but I did hear that it's backwards compatible with anything digitally downloaded. So like I have all my games are digital downloads. So I was like, Oh, like if my PlayStation, if I get a PlayStation five, then I can go ahead and get the, uh, I can, I can download Spider-Man. I can download GTA five. I can get GTA six. I could get, um, Spider-Man two. I can get a bunch of different stuff. So I don't know. I'm I'm not sure that I'll get a PS5, but there's there's room for me to get one and for me to be like, oh yeah, that's probably something I could do. There there was um wasn't there a lot of trouble with the PS5 during the pandemic? Like people like they just couldn't they had a shortage of consoles and you couldn't you couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah. Or was that so or was I, that the PS4? that was the ps5 it was a shortage because of the chips so china got hit pretty hard with covid first and so they shut everything down and i mean they're still pretty shut down for a lot of things 
But uh, what happened was they walked in, shut everything down, and next thing we know, they uh, the the computer chips are, are in in high demand, and they're going to necessity items first. So they had to completely change things. It was it was it was absolutely unique and nuts. They're more readily available now. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I would get one. I think that, you know, the the idea of um getting a PlayStation 5 is cool, but you know, again, it's five hundred dollars and I don't even know that there's that many um games in respect to um the console itself. So it's kind of unique in respect to the PlayStation 5 um console itself. So I don't know. I would rather wait and see kind of thing instead of spending $500 on a console. Cause I also believe that um, PlayStation, I think both PlayStation and Nintendo are supposed to release consoles. Um, 2024. Do you know of anything in regards to uh, new consoles? And I think Nintendo for sure is dropping a new console. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the new consoles specifically are, uh, it's like a switch or at least what I've heard. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be just kind of like an updated version, which I had a feeling that's what's going to happen moving forward for the Switch. Uh, they're just there's enough content, or they're they're far enough along that it really they've kind of hit their peak point. Like there's nothing really else you can add. Mm-hmm. Like especially with the Switch, the Switch brought together instead of them dropping, hey, here's the Wii and here's the DS or hey, here's the Wii U and here's the Nintendo 3DS, like dropping two consoles in the same year, they're dropping one. It's a little bit on the higher end, but it's because you're getting two consoles in one. Like I can play any game on my TV now and I can walk around handheld. And I love that feature. That's one of the the absolute best features and like nothing else is doing that right now. PlayStation's not, um, like you have to play it on your phone or you have to get special things for that kind of stuff. Xbox, as far as I'm aware, doesn't have something like that. And so that's one of the big selling points for me when you told me to grab a switch and I got one, I think two years ago was that, you know, if we're traveling somewhere, I can take it with me. Um, Yeah. If my wife's driving, I can be in the passenger seat and play the game that I want to play. Or I can, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting at work and a good friend of mine, Rich, he, you know, he was like, yeah, it's a switch day. Cause literally like the university was dead because we didn't have anything to do. So we had a lot of downtime. So like, once I got caught up with my work, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I might as well just play my Switch. Yeah. Um, and I and I just bought Mario Wonder and, you know, so on and so forth. So, but I also heard that PlayStation's releasing a new console or something. I don't, I, I, may, oh, I may be Lord, wrong. I hope not. But I like, hope not. Like, take your time. The PlayStation 5 is still very, very new because a lot mm-hmm. of people could not get it during the pandemic. Yeah. And so it's still very new. And like, just two weeks ago, may, I think I mentioned that there's not a lot of games yet, even for that console, right? Yeah, they they haven't been pushing too too hard on uh, all their big stuff because no one could afford to get one because they were out of stock everywhere. It's five hundred dollars for a console. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So let's talk about that price tag. Is it worth it? Like the reality is this: everything keeps going up in price, and not trying to make this a political stance, but it's like you know the cost of living keeps going up. And all we want anymore is just to get away from from the the world we're living in because it's so difficult. It's so hard to to manage mental health to 
to handle all these things. I mean, I've got a Lego collection. I'm literally sitting in front of right now that is one of those pride and joys for me and my kid to, to get together and play. We love building with our Lego. We love playing video games. We love being able to spend time together. And it's like, you know, we can go out on walks. We can go out and do free stuff. But the stuff that we have to pay for, Lego and video games and movies and everything, the price just keeps going up. Mm-hmm. Like, like, okay, when, when you got a DVD, when DVDs first started coming out, they were what? 15, 20 bucks? Sure. Now you're playing or you're paying for the Blu-ray Ultimate Edition. You're playing or you're paying for all this mad extra content. And how much are you paying per movie anymore? Uh, 30, 40 bucks? Depends D- on, depending like you on said, if you – like, I mean, physical media is going away by the wayside. But, like, if you were to buy a physical copy, like, back, you know, let's just say five years ago, you could either get the DVD, you could get the Blu-ray, just individually, DVD or Blu-ray. Or you could get a DVD, Blu-ray combo pack or a DVD, Blu-ray digital pack. And by each one of those went up a level and they cost more with each of them. So, yeah. like, DVD was 15 bucks. The DVD Blu-ray was twenty bucks. The DVD Blu-ray combo or special edition, ultimate edition, or whatever with the digital content, you, you know, was anywhere from thirty to forty. Um, but now, you know, you, you buy more physical media, or not, not physical. I'm sorry, digital media than I do. Um, what does a movie cost on iTunes these days? Twenty to twenty-five bucks, depending on what you're paying for, and it depends on if it's on the weekends for sale. So, like, I think about this, like iTunes. If I were to go and buy. The new Hunger Games movie is currently $25, I think, on iTunes. Okay. $20, $25. And well, so, and in video games, like, let's let's talk about video games. I mean, we're, this whole podcast has been about video games, but, like, yeah. you know, in the last five to ten years, there's been – there's still physical copies of things, but you can buy stuff in a digital – you know, most things are digital as well. And um, I said it earlier, but, like, if you look – I know I don't know how often you get on it, but like the Nintendo store on our switches, like I got part of the reason I didn't buy a PlayStation four and I haven't had a PlayStation since the PlayStation two is cause like there's not a lot of games that really interest me. The only game that really would have interested me was the, uh, the MLB, the show, which is a baseball game. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so like, and it was, it's exclusively PlayStation. a Sony thing, right. And a PlayStation thing. And in the last couple of years, you can now get it on Xbox. And over the summer, I think two years ago, I got it on my Switch for twenty dollars because it was on sale. And I was like, "Why spend four hundred dollars for a PlayStation Four when I can just buy this game on my Switch? The graphics probably won't be as good as the PlayStation Four, but for twenty dollars, I can play a, a game that's very similar." Um, and here's the other side: they're they're now at a point where everything that you buy digitally you can move to the next generation. Like, it's not like the old style where, oh, well, that's the old systems game. You had to have a copy of Mario for this system and a copy of Mario for that system. And exactly. For for now, now they're starting to push like Sony went in and had a thing where they can say, Hey, you, you bought it on the PlayStation four. All right. Well, you can have it on the PlayStation five. Like you bought it on our digital content. And I'm like, why would I move back to, to physical media? One, it takes up way too much space. Like I look at my comic book collection. I sold it years ago, the physical editions, so I could have digital editions because I can throw whatever books and however many books on my iPad and just take it with me. Or I can download them on my phone and read from my phone. 
Like I've got all kinds of stuff that I moved over digitally because it takes up way less space and I can just download it whenever I want. Well, when I went went the route of buying a PlayStation 2, just like a retro system a couple of years ago, I only bought the games that I really, really liked. I didn't yeah. like I'm not like getting online every weekend and buying a video game for my PlayStation 2. Like I, I went through and I bought one of the Maddens that I really like. I bought one of the college football games I really like. I bought the GTA games. I bought Star Wars Battlefront 2 and didn't, oh, yeah. you know, I, I didn't like overdo it. And then in respect to my like my Nintendo Switch now, like I have, you know, I bought the show, the baseball game, and it'll be the show 22 or whatever it was because I got it on sale. I got all three of those Grand Theft Auto games, the remasters for $30 on a holiday special on a Nintendo store. Like if you watch those, you know, watch the Nintendo store online, like it's there, there are days where you can get stuff. And uh, Scott told me another game I really, really loved for the SNES was the Turtles in Time, Teenage Ninja Turtles 4. That oh, game yeah. is iconic for me and my brother. They have a, a, a TMNT pack on the Nintendo store online for like $30. And it gives you all the Nintendo versions of Turtles. There's a the kind of like a Mortal Kombat Street Fighter fighting turtles game where you can fight shredder and, and things like that it's all included in one pack so like all that to say like it's crazy how much games cost you, you're talking about there there are ways to get games cheaper but they're also you know alicia and i were talking about it a couple months ago but like when a brand new game comes out for xbox it's close to 80 dollars when, yeah, when a new ps5 well, game comes out it's close to 80 dollars Remember when they were $40? Remember when they became $60 and we all had fits and then we got used to it and then we're like, oh, they won't raise it again and now it's 80 to 100 per game. Jordan, I'm old because I remember when Super Nintendo cartridges were like 20 bucks. Oh, oh man. <laughs> the day. And my dad back then, my dad was like, that's expensive. We can't have it. Yeah. it It's part of it. So, as we kind of, you know, I could gush about video games all day. What, like, as we wrap up our conversation, what, what are you playing now? Like, what games are you playing right now? And um, what are your go-tos? And I'll share mine. Uh, so I, my always go-to is Pokemon. Um, the one I'm playing at the moment is Pokemon Scarlet. Uh, I've, I, I don't pick it up too, too much um, right now because I've been in a Lego phase at the moment. Um, really been working on physical stuff, which is funny. Uh, but the the digital side, uh, really big into um, just playing uh, Pokemon. And I've got a, a group of friends, JT and uh, Dylan and Will. Um, we we go and we raid uh, in Pokemon a lot. There's a thing called raiding, and so uh, they just throw a Pokemon out there, and then we have to figure out how to beat it within a certain time frame. And so that's that's something that we do a lot of. Um, almost every weekend, every other weekend, we'll get together a couple of nights and just, just raid. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, other games that I play, uh, Smash Brothers. I'm a big Smash Brothers guy. I love playing that. Um, we, we played at New Year's with some friends, uh, some Mario games, and, and Ultimate Chicken Horse. That is a go-to for me. Um, yeah, have you, you ever played Ultimate Chicken Horse? No, you uh, told me Ultimate, Ultimate Chicken Horse is a fun one. I got it for like five or seven bucks. A uh, few, or a year or two ago. Um, and so we, we played ultimate chicken horse and it is, uh, it's kind of like smash brothers meets, uh, uh, race kind of thing. So you try to, to help yourself, but not help others. You're trying to hurt others, but help yourself get from 
point A to point B. It's a lot of fun. Um, they throw in random items if you play the party mode. Uh, we've we've gotten a lot of the levels unlocked. Uh, we were playing that uh, with some friends again the other night. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, no, that one's that one's always a fun one. So it's it's on the cheaper end. It's a lot of fun. Definitely go check those out. What about you, Micah? What are you playing, and what what is your go to? Um, I mean, I play my Switch probably daily. Um, recently, I've been playing a season in NBA Two K, which is okay. The basketball game, you know, just doing the season franchise mode. And um, when I'm not playing that, I like to throw my PlayStation 2 on once in a while and and play both Madden and College Football because for the longest time, I think they're actually supposed to release um, College Football next year, maybe, I think it is. Like, they're actually going to re-release. They're going to start releasing College Football for for consoles again, because I think it was a money thing, like where college players aren't getting paid money and it was this whole thing. And now they, they stopped making the college football games. Which is just... So anyway, that's a long story, but I've been playing a lot of college football, a lot of Madden on my PS2 um, on my Xbox. I've been playing a lot of hockey. I'm a big hockey fan. So like I've been playing my NHL Stanley cup game on my Xbox. And then um, I've been recently really getting into the Kaiser Mario ROM hacks and that's a huge rabbit hole in of itself. Like I said earlier in the podcast, we have there's beginner ones, there's intermediate, there's super difficult. Um, just a lot of fun. It's just like taking the games we grew up with, but making them harder. And um, I was tell- telling my wife yesterday, I, I spent 45 minutes on one level trying to beat it. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So it's 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 very time consuming. If you get on TikTok and watch these guys play this Kaizo Mario stuff, they'll spend hours on live streams playing one level just to try to beat it. So absolutely nuts. Yeah. So I'm I'm really into the Kaizo Mario thing recently because it's it's very nostalgic, but at the same time it's very difficult. It's it's a different way to play these games that you grew up loving. Yeah, absolutely. So all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Thank you so much, Micah, for hanging out with me and, and talking some video games. And uh, sorry, Scott, that you weren't on this episode, uh, but we will get you on for another episode later. And for all of you out there in our Nerd Talk Nation, thank you so much for supporting us and listening to us each week. We love you guys, and we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk. <laughs>